Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Calafia mm, Farms. Fine, fine almond milk. They have a couple of rad things that just rolled off the product line. If you want something that's creamy with coffee and delicious, try out some of their nitro cold brew stuff. They have three different kinds. They have a New Orleans, they have a mocha, and the latte. Yes, sir. Three different flavors. Those things are so good. They're so creamy. And uh, you can also look on their blog. Chris and I have been putting together some things for the old uh, the recipes that you can use these drinks with. The Calafia stuff is really good. Central American coffees, Colombian coffee, go into those uh, products. and They froth. They froth. They, they foam. They they're, cream. They're cream. Cream foam. Cream foam. Get a nice cream foam. Yeah. It's thinking different. Anyway, check it out. Yeah. And uh, thanks a lot, Calafia. You guys are the bomb, and I really love your products. Respect. So much respect. Miami Sound Machine, Gloria Stefan. Together at last. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. And welcome to the inaugural podcast that we are doing in our space. Oh, baby. Inside, we have floors. We have tables we have countertops we have espresso machines that we use today for the first time and i'm sure we've got a little echo we, we got some echo. echo that's gonna be fine not the coffee company put it R. in the room r.i.p <laughs> r.i.p we just killed the club yeah we did good day if you're listening to us right now you probably just heard that little intro music that we have all the time and a couple of people wrote in asking us who does that music and that is the Analog Resolution, which is our boy Mike Reezy, a.k.a. Mike Resendez, who's been such a great friend and supporter for many, many years. Every year. He makes home espresso like a madman. He's also a Kickstarter contributor. He also used to fix our computers back in the day. There's two things we did for Mike Reezy. One, Chris <laughs> turned him into a coffee geek. Two, I turned him and his whole family into Disney lovers. It's a full-blown like fantasy island over here. Yeah. So Next level. <laughs> we're welcome to have his music, and you're welcome for your awesome life, Reezy. <laughs> yeah, and I think you can go to theanalogresolution.com. We got the instrumental... You can download it. It's it's he's got some flow. He's got some flow. He's it's also an a worldwide l- a hustler. Hustler. That's what they call hip hop. Yeah. Hip hop. He's got a YouTube channel. Reezy resells. The guy's out of control. Dude. The guy's I actually a freaking genius. Mike's Mike's the man. Hardest working man in show business. Okay, we got a kind of an interesting show for you today. We got a mix of Q and A, but then we wanted to go in and jump into some some of the experiences we've had around hiring our staff and doing staff orientation and talk about some of the challenges that smaller businesses have and hiring a staff and being able to provide for them. And we've come up with a few, I don't know, I guess we'll call them solutions. Our solutions. Our solutions that worked well for us and just things that we can do for our staff at this young business age. Yeah. They're also backed a little bit by our philosophies and things that we just believe in um, that we believe if we put the effort in, in these things we're going to speak on, that it's going to actually breed longevity and more relationship and in a better culture, at least the culture we believe we want to create. Uh, and we think these are some of the key ingredients to doing so. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about those things and, and we're really proud of it. First and foremost, though, we're proud of our team. Yeah, and we just, haven't even opened yet. I just pulled up a picture of our staff just to look at it while we talk about them. Um, We've shouted out their names before, but this this staff is a mix of people. And I know we maybe briefly spoke on this, right? We got people from ages 40 down to 
just out of high school. Just out of high school, all the way up to 40. We've got multiple graduates of college. Yeah, we've got a couple people that have deep like master's degrees. Like, wait, uh, so Alex has a his master's from NYU. Mm-hmm. Jason's got like a biochem degree. Right. Right. But he just wants to make coffee. Yeah. Or is it molecular biology? I'm I'm sorry, Jason. I'm blowing it's up. It's molecular for you. biology. Molecular biology. Yeah. Grace is crushing it. She was went to medical school and she was going to be a doctor, but yeah, she, she changed was in her mind. Pre med and she's like, nah. She's got a um she's really interested in food and mm-hmm. she wants to someday own her own restaurant or bakery. She bakes all the time. Same thing with Nicole. Nicole's like really into food. And I know you don't know who we're talking about, but, but they do. If you go on our Instagram or actually on our website, there's a, a little snapshot of the staff right. right in front of our sweet little mural that our friend mm-hmm. Nick Nick painted for us. So Stephanie graduated college as well in Washington. And then you got Natalie who's like right out of high school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She's just 20 like different accents coming in hot. She can do French. She can do Russian. Tan, tan, tan Lego man. He's been with us f- since before we've been open and he is just an amazing asset. Uh, and I just got to shout him out for all the extra help he's done over the last six months with a pop-up and everything. He's, he's been a big, he's been a big help. He's done a lot of work and put in a lot of his own time for just, just to be a nice guy. Just to be a nice guy. Speaking of nice guys, Dan, Dan. (laughs) maybe the nicest man alive. Yeah. You know what he has? Oh, I've totally blown it, Dan. He had a different nickname. Everybody calls him Danimal, but that's not his nickname. And Dan, you're gonna have to text me as soon as you read this. He's got a nickname that we're gonna have to remember and get. Is him. it Danierism? No, because like, he's <laughs> on the brain hurts. Dantron thirty thirty. <laughs> Kaylee, Kaylee has got some hustle. She, dude, Kaylee waits for two hours a day. <laughs> she told me the other day, not literally every day. Two hours a day. She came off of two hours of weightlifting before she came to our training on uh, whatever day that was. I didn't know that. Yeah, she was hustling. She's always the first one here every time we have a function. She's early, chronically early. early. She's like there. She's like us. She came to the pop-up. She's like the first person. She's like, hey, I want to work with you guys. That's true. Showed up to the meet and greet hiring fair. Hey, I'm the first person here. Showed up to even the orientation night. Yeah. Hey, I'm the first person here. Every time. I'm like, yeah, you are. And then she was listening to Rick Ross on 1000 on her way out, (laughs) which you didn't know about, Chris, but you'd be proud of that. Kaylee, I like you more now than i ever did before uh kristen hudson is also pretty much a g ultimate artist crossfitter i didn't even know she was an artist until she started coming to the pop-up and she draws so undercover she has her little notebook her and sam come out there and sam's a manager they, they both Verve. work in coffee yeah and i'm like damn those are good she's all like, oh, yeah it's just something i do <laughs> that's cool she's all i do this with my left hand but you should see my right-handed skills because i'm right-handed kills the customer service game wakeboard or snowboarder keeping it keeping it real anyway it we've fresh. got a lot of natural leaders on our team and we're really excited but here's the thing so we have these people right and our dream is that these people would stay with us through our our full launch and fulfillment of the current vision. Our current vision is three stores and we want to do these three stores by about 2020. That's our dream. And we want these people to be with us so much. And we were, we always struggle and have seen over the years this, I think there's a lack of belief from the ownership level that they can invest in their teams. Um, or they, or they just don't want to and whatever it is, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's up to them. Like a lot of people have really successful businesses, but for us, we really have this idea that we can get like a more emotional connection with our crew 
by offering them the things that we also love and allowing and just honestly allow them to connect with us and connect with the things that we love as a team and uh, hopefully offer a lot of educational growth throughout these different opportunities and even beyond that simple things like just cash money and allowing them to reap the results of the hard work they put in plus it's like i know a lot of people that i talk to think well you don't have to do anything for them you're already giving them a job which i get that sentiment but something that my dad always used to tell me when right. i was interviewing for jobs he's all well what questions did you have for them and what are they going to do for you and i was like i'm like a 16 year old kid i'm not going to do that and he's like well I'm like, I'm not giving them anything. Like, why would they do anything for me? And he's like, well, you're giving them your time. And I'm right. like, oh, okay. I, I didn't really get it back then. I was like, dad, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. But now I understand. And, you know, people, you spend most of your waking life, like you're working. Like right. that's where, <laughs> you know, you're at work eight hours a day, the bulk of like the waking day. So, and that's a big deal. I think that's a big deal. It's a big so, deal for me. So for people who want to come and spend their time with us eight hours every day, six to eight hours every day, um, I feel like we should do as much as we can for them. Right. So here, here comes, you know, some of the challenges cause we, there's some things we can do. There's some things we can't do. So right. the pay pay is like the first stumbling block and we can't people come them. across. Yeah. And we can't pay a everyone a lot of money as a startup. We just don't have the extra crack crash cash. We don't, we have, don't the have the crack or the extra, extra crash. crash. I don't have the extra crack to sprinkle a little in your pay stub envelope and you can just <laughs> have a great time on us. Girl, you are addicted to working for you us now. <laughs> really like it here. This is slave labor at the worst. So what that kind of that set it off. So it's like, okay, what, what can we do? And I think, well, let's, let's talk about the trips first because that was the most yeah obvious I mean, because that's something that's, you're always going to do, it's always going to be there. There's like this big, huge available right. thing. So yeah, I mean, we have committed that if you work full-time for us, you will find your way to origin within your first three years of working for us, provided you stay. But that's not the only that's thing. That's one part of the equation. That's only one part of the equation. So the other thing that we're doing is we're doubling up every... Because we go to a lot of events. Probably a lot of you that listen to us have seen us at some of these events. You know, there's SCA that you go to every year. We're doing something in January at La Marzocco, um, the KXP Experience. Coffee Fest. Coffee Fest. SCA, did you already say that? SCA, yeah. yeah. And so then our origin trips. Usually what happens is you've got your coffee company, you've got your crew. And you bring your superstars. You bring your superstars, which I, I get that because I was there before. Like, I got to go to all those things, and I was loving it, right? Obviously. I'm like, I go everywhere all the time. That's yeah. sweet. I'm the one guy. <laughs> but well, I never one guy. I never really thought, like, oh, these are a bunch of other people that don't get to go. So we have, like, a, a little lottery. We got everybody's name that goes into a little hat, everyone that gets hired at the same time. So our immediate staff of 10 employees, everybody's name went into a hat. And then Wednesday night when we did our first orientation – we just started picking names out of a hat because we knew our immediate trips were coming up where there's an origin trip that we have to Guatemala right. for Baristas to Antigua again and to do some more sourcing. And we knew we were going to Seattle for Marzocco. So we've already slated. We've got two people on staff slated to go to Guatemala with Charles, right? which is awesome. It's going to be Tanner and Kristen right. are going. And then we also... Threw up, we upped the ante a little bit and we opened up the offer to Companion Bake Shop, which has been our first really big wholesale account and be like, hey, you guys are awesome. 
and are just kicking ass all over the place. We've and we partnered have, with them as well. They're gonna use we're gonna use their pastries and bread over here at our shop. And they're doing a lot of cool things to meet our demand. Yep. And we appreciate that. So why don't one of your staff just come with us as well? Right. So we've got two people on staff and, and we've extended to wholesale. And in that sense, it's it's not that much more extra money. Someone's going already. The um, it's the cost of being it's not there a is lot almost to nothing. be there. Yeah, it's really cheap to eat. Not going to pay a lot for lodging, so it just makes sense, right? Which is amazing. So I think that's really really cool. Yeah, I mean the the education, the the amount of like enthusiasm you're going to come back with as a staff member of our company, and even an, a wholesale account, like you're going to be able to come back and tell your team all about what we're doing. And there's just going to be more of a, a connection to the whole situation, which we're all about. Um, we're also still, there's one more slot and we're going to have that drawing um, sometime after Christmas or the holidays for all of you who are already offended at me, but <laughs> it's a holiday. Jared. It's a holiday. Don't it's you holiday. dare call it that. But uh, we're going to, we're going to have one more drawing for that. And we've already drawn the two for Seattle as well for La yeah. Marzocco. We've got a couple of people come into the La Marzocco experience with us, which is going to be sweet. And, They've never been anywhere baristas, but we're going to make <laughs> them awesome. baristas. Like Nicole's coming. She's like never really made coffee. She's made coffee right. a little bit. And we just started training her at the pop up. And I think that's really, really cool. Just for sure. In the sense of that. Well, we're taking responsibility for our own staff. That's part of the whole thing, right? Is it's like we and have. Yeah. Yeah. No, sorry. I jumped in no, on that's you. Cool. It's good. I mean, good. You finish your idea. Then well, I'll do mine. I mean, we're taking responsibility. It's like the part of the reason we have this this um you know draw out of the hat name deal is that we have the responsibility of bringing on amazing people and in my experience it's been like well if you're the best or this that and the other and you prove yourself to me then you get something and in my mind and i think in chris and charles's mind we're like no no no, it's on us to hire amazing people and everybody should work at the same level and if they don't work at that level we either need to bring them to that level or they need to exit our company or, you know, I mean, and that's just what it is. We have to hold this high standard. So in that regard, everybody already deserves the same amount of treatment and equality in that way. Yeah, I was going in a similar direction in that a lot of people will take their best, quote unquote, best barista. Right. Because it's a high profile thing. We're going to set up the service experience at this big cafe in Seattle. It's a beautiful place. Yeah. Check it out if you haven't seen it. It's insane. And we're bringing someone who... She's going to be trained as a barista by then. Oh, yeah. But be a even, if, even if she wasn't, like people that don't make coffee in your store, maybe they just got hired. Maybe they're in week two of training. There's still an asset to the experience in your store, whether they're touching an espresso machine or not. You know, maybe they just work the register and they're doing that for a month or two months. I don't know. Maybe they're washing dishes. It's like they're part of the vibe of your store and they're valuable in some way. And it's cool to bring those people places because... Someone like her can up the experience in Seattle at La Marzocco for us, even if she doesn't touch the coffee machine. Yeah. And honestly, the exponential learning curve goes way up when you exit your store and you get to bring your company culture elsewhere and learn from other people and just kind of see what's going on. You're going to individually like learn a lot and grow a lot being in that different situation. So we really believe it's going to come full circle for us in a better way. So that's anyway, that's one thing. And it, it's, it's a, <laughs> I think a really big thing, which kind of leads us into the next thing, which is we offer all in on the year, four weeks of paid vacation and everybody's going, what? <laughs> <laughs> because you guys feel like we're crazy and we might be, but we believe 
truly in work-life balance. And I'm you on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> We're crazy. Like it was 1980. Like anyway. it was 1980. Here's the thing, though. We, we cash these out unless previously talked to every at two weeks. We want these people to take this time off. This isn't like accruing it and making them feel guilty for taking it. This is like you get two weeks every six months, you accrue the hours, you get the hours off and we want you to take that time to be able to like reset. Yeah. How fucked up is it to be a barista at a coffee shop, especially in California, you're making barely enough money to pay your rent. Let's say you live here or San Francisco. I don't right. know what LA is like, but I know the Bay Area is just freaking insane right now. You can't take time off. Even if you feel guilty doing well, it. I mean, for the sake if, of money. For the sake of money. Right. Or you just can't, because even if your employer will let you, you're like, I literally, if I take those two weeks off, right. I'm not gonna be able to fucking pay my rent, dude. I know it's so crazy. It's like I'm meeting like the shoestring budget as it is. I'm like barely being able to pay for my apartment. Like, right. how am I gonna leave? So remember you have and that's to like, a stressful situation. Yeah. You're all kind of, okay, can I open and then get my two days off and then close? And then you like leave after you're open, you drive like six hours and you, you catch have a, a red day eye and a half. Or like yeah. like and then you come back in the morning and then work your clothes just to make sure you don't miss a day off. And you're fried. Yeah. You're just fucking screwed. You're and like, yeah, life is tight. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so we also believe in this. So we're doing it. And so, you know, Everybody who works full time for us, which is 30 hours, 30 a week plus or, hours yeah. a week, will accrue up to two weeks in their first six months working here. And, you know, they can use it at the end or they can use it intermittently, but it all adds up um, so that they can take the time. And we are prepared to to be there for them and, and do that. So we got some people checking out the space. Really excited. I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. A lot of Walker buyers today. Yeah. Oh, it's Sarah. Oh, it's Sarah from the bake shop. From the bake shop. It's bake shop Sarah. Sarah. Maybe we oh should take gosh. a quick, quick we're gonna, 20 we're second take break. A quick, quick little 10 and uh, we'll come right back. Hang on, Sarah. All right, y'all. We're going to take a little break and give a shout out to Curtis Brewers. Curtis has been pretty amazing to us over the years, and they have some pretty cool stuff going on. This is their 75th anniversary this year. They are the first company to bring digital digital technology to brewing. Going digi, straight digi. I think one of the coolest things they do is they do 48-hour turnaround on all orders. So if you need a brewer in like two days, you can get that. Yeah, and mo most of the time it's actually faster, which is a trip. Uh, the other thing is that they're a family-owned company, and we're super down with that. They are four generations deep, and they have really built themselves a legitimate empire. We really believe in the family-owned and operated deal. They're from California, which is where we're from. So, You know what's cool we in California? Solar. Solar. Energy efficiency. They have, what, 38,308? Some like odd thousands of solar panels. So many solar panels that they are 90% neutral in their energy use. So if that's not enough shout-outs and that's enough reason to get involved with these guys i don't really know what it is Chris. i got one more coffee what? tastes awesome oh yeah we drink it all the time out of curtis that's Brewers. just like a bonus i guess though yeah i mean if you want good coffee you're an awesome coffee, company yeah. i mean it's whatever and it's not cat and cloud try curtis welcome back to the cat and cloud podcast we just took a neat little break to talk to some of our homies over at companion bake shop and midtown cafe in Santa Cruz. They serve intelligentsia. So if you need coffee and you're in the Midtown area, holler, check it out. Holler back at them. It's beans. Great folks. They have foods there too. They do have some nice foods. All the foods and eats. So yeah, four weeks. Four weeks. vacation. Day. It's a great thing. We just think it'll help people live a better, healthier life. 
They can check out, not worry about it, no stress, come back home, paycheck right there waiting for you in a hot, hot bowl of soup. Right. And if they don't use it, they will get cashed out too. So it's not like gone as well. But we do cash it out. And the whole point is because we believe in the work-life balance. Go take your freaking vacation and enjoy your life. If you got money and you know it. Take it out of your pockets and show it. I have no money. <laughs> I have no money, Chris. In terms of money, I have we none. have no money. Yeah. Chris, Charles, Jared, no money. <laughs> no money. Um, but if we did have money, we would maybe spread it around, which leads us into the third thing that we're doing. So No deposit, no return. No deposit, <laughs> no return. <laughs> That's not Dude, even podcast true. podcast in this space is sick. Yeah, dude. it makes me feel alive. You get some hot energy looking at this hot mural. Um, yeah, sharing money. So... We are starting out of the gates doing a profit sharing situation. So all of the retail sales, 10% of the bottom line of all retail sales are going to get split up and divvied up between all the employees. Simple as that. Simple as that. So any, whatever's left, the bottom line, just chop that up. And then, so there's, you know, there's 10 people right now that it'll get split amongst. If it's $10,000. I don't do math, but you do. That means they'll split. If we, our bottom line was 10 Gs, they each split get a G. Th- no, they'd split $1,000. Split a thousand. Oh, oh, bottom line is 10 Gs. Yeah. I thought they, you were saying so the 10% they each, they each get was 100 10 Gs. Bucks. But here's what's cool about that. Beyond, I mean, we believe in two things. We believe this is going to allow them to be, it's going to teach them the responsibilities that we want to teach them. And it's going to show them that like their direct work is going to impact that. So the better they are at not wasting, the better they manage their cost of goods and all these things. We're obviously going to help them manage these things. We're going to be there for them. But the whole point is to teach people how to run a good business and be good at coffee. So, I mean, the better they do, the more net profit we will have. Um, and it's not only about profit, but it's also to show them that the difference between running a responsible business and the return there. And we also happen to show our team all of our financials. Anything they ask is, is on the table. Right. So they'll know we'll give them a full on P&L breakdown and they're going to see exactly like, I don't know if we're wasting a lot of milk, which let me tell you, everybody in the world, I watch you guys. You guys waste a lot of Dude, milk. Can I do like a rant real yeah, quick? Yeah, You should rant because it's gnarly. Okay, this is what happens at coffee shops. You order cappuccino. Somebody steams the milk. Yep. They steam too much milk. They steam enough for like a small latte. They steam enough for a latte. Or they steam like a little bit more than they need. And then they pour milk out before they pour the cappuccino or whatever beverage they're pouring. They pour it out into the drain. Right. What are you doing? Like, I don't understand (laughs) what you're doing. Cut back on your waste. Like, put less milk in in the first place. I don't understand (laughs) what's happening. I always tell people this when they do that. The only reason to ever pour out a little bit of milk is because you messed something up. Yeah. Like maybe you overstretched and it's too foamy and then you got to swirl and dump out. And it's like, what is that about? Like maybe in your first month or something, like you're just learning to steam milk. But if you're a seasoned barista and you're pouring out milk, dude, shame on you. Straight up. Shame on you. I don't get it either. Change your game. It's not It's not happening. No. Per- I don't get it. Perfect it, is it like... It really bums me out, dude. I'm, I, dude, it makes me annoyed too. I'm just like, what the hell are you doing, dude? It makes me annoyed too because I see... I even see these people who are really quote unquote good at latte art and they are, but they take these like pitchers double the size of the drink they're pouring, steam double the amount of milk because the texture... It makes it easier for them to get that great texture and then they make amazing lattes. But at the end of the day, like... You could also just get better and make the same texture with less milk if you practice. I was so bummed when I was kind of first starting out. And one of the first latte art things I found besides the David Schomer stuff was this dude 
Luigi Lupi, who oh, is like yeah. an Italian master barista guy. And I would watch picture. his videos and I was like, dang, his milk is so glassy. Like, this is nuts. What's going on? And then when I finally got to go to the SIC machine show in Milan, he was working at one of the booths. And I was like, oh, shit, it's going down. <laughs> Gonna get him to see what's up with this guy, dude. So he like takes out the most ginormous milk pitcher I've ever seen in my life. It's not the 32. It's, it's the not 64. even the 40. It's like the 60 whatever. And he steams his milk, just steams his milk and then sets it on the counter. And then he pulls his shots, like four shots for four single cappuccinos. The milk's just sitting there. And then he takes the pitcher, swirls it for like 30 seconds and dumps half of it out. <laughs> and then like pours these cappuccinos. I was thoroughly, I'm still, the guy's a pimp, dude. He's awesome. He's like smooth operator. And I love his game. I love his style. But I was pretty disappointed. Well, yeah. I'm not trying to hate on the guy is what I'm saying. Like, I respect him. It's but that was, like, really disappointing <laughs> to me. Because <laughs> well, he was, like, an OG of latte art. Right. No, no, and he's, he's, yeah, and he's really good at so it. So respect. But, but it's also one of those things where you're like, okay, but quality to me means that you're doing all those things and also not wasting product. So well, that is different, right? Yeah, and as you get better and you have more skills, you realize that you don't actually need to do that. You don't need to steam all this extra milk and right. dump some out. I anyway, know. cost of goods no. down the drain. Anyways, yeah, and, and that's not helping your ten percent little to the bottom line. No, dude. You could be taking home a little bit more money at the yeah. end of the day. So, I mean, we it's it's one tangible way for us to begin the journey of teaching people about how business works and showing them their results in cash money that they get to take home. And yeah. also, it's another way for us to be able to afford to pay them without the ability to give them straight up raises off the get go because. We can afford to give them that extra cash if we're actually making that amount of money. But like, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're, we're, we're willing to spend that and dish it on them. Right. Because how much does that mean? So you get your two regular paychecks a month. Right. And then maybe if the bottom line is 10 grand and everybody gets an extra hundred bucks, it's not a phenomenal amount of money. But to someone who's it's a free day who's of work in this job, that's cool. That's right. That's badass. That's a nice dinner. You know what I mean? That it you is. otherwise wouldn't be able to have, especially if you're just, you know, trying to make ends meet, working a lot. It's like the ability to go out and have just like a night where you're like, yeah, I'm going to go get a couple cocktails and right. have some nice food and not even worry about it. Yeah. Because it's quote unquote extra money that I got. Yeah. That's I, that's cool. And this number can go up. I keep saying that's cool today. That's cool. Hey, man. That, hey, dude, that's cool. You know what? That's You that's see cool. that Volkswagen Cabriolet? That's cool. That is a cool it's Cabriolet out there. Cool it's a rabbit. Isn't yeah. that a rabbit? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's pretty that's sweet. It's actually a rabbit, bro. Um. So, I mean, you that's, know, that's, that's, what's up with that. And, but here's the other thing that oh, number yeah. grows as we grow stores too. You know, it's like 10% of the bottom line in two stores could be quite a bit bigger. And as we grow, like that number grows too. So anybody who's sticking with us is going to bring some heat. <laughs> and all this is supplemental stuff that we're doing. And I know someone's going to write in and say this is like this is not going to be excuse in the long term to pay keep oh, no. paying your employees less we money. have ideas with that it's like when we open which we're not even open yet <laughs> and things start coming in the door you know as soon as we can afford to up everybody's ante and have that starting wage be higher right we, we want to do that right so and we'll give them tangible ways to get more money too i mean we've got different certifications, certifications and opportunities um, and once we feel like these people can take over for training instead of us, it takes that off the table. They are then more valuable. And in my mind, 
if all 10, 11 people who work here get to the level where we trust them to fully train another staff, then we're going to be way more successful. And then we'll pay them appropriately to do so. Right. It's to do more to get paid more. Yeah. Because it's like everyone's like, I want to make a living wage as a barista. It's like, well, what do you do? Right. We've talked about this before. If you just make coffee, cool. And we told them that. But if you can make coffee, if you can manage build out a new store, if you can handle training, if you can do wholesale training. If you can manage our inventory. If you can manage inventory. If you can those, handle scheduling. Those are like big ad values on our right. end. Yeah, so yeah. the more people can do that, that's great for us. Great for them. They make more. We get more out of them. It's and awesome. we'll talk. We'll talk about these things. We'll have meetings and we'll be like, all right, here's the stuff that needs to get done. Who can take them on? And if we have to hire more people to do these things because people are unwilling to take them on, they know straight up that that potentially comes from that bottom line percentage and they will be okay with that. Or, you know, they'll step up and we actually are going to be totally fine with it either way in that. We trust our people to not take on too much to sacrifice their quality. And we've been really upfront with that. Their work needs to be at the level we'd like it to be. And it's up to them. And it's going to be cool. We'll make the decisions together. And they'll be like, you know what? We need more help doing this. And we're like, all right, cool. We need to bring on more people so that somebody can free up some time to learn that. We're going to do this, that, and the other. I know that's broad, but that's the general idea. It's not that broad, actually. It's pretty straightforward. It's pretty good. It's pretty, it's pretty dialed. Cool. We are also working with our team to do medical insurance and help with that. And again, something we can't really afford to do for our whole team. So what we're trying to do is for people who can't afford to be on their parents' accounts, which is, uh, you know, anybody under the age of 26, 27, 26, I believe now, um, we're going to give them a hundred dollars stipend every single month just to like go towards that. They can either decide to give it to their parents or they can just uh, save it to go towards copays and things like that but we're going to give that to them. Yeah. And also a stipend. If you're a different stipend, if you're not on your parents and you're trying to get coverage and you don't have coverage, it's just so insanely expensive. It is to provide coverage. So we want to provide what we can, right? That's just kicking a little bit extra money on someone's paycheck in order to help them pay for their own insurance. We're doing that. Right. So, and I remember, and then I'm on Medi-Cal and yeah, Jared gets that covered California. (laughs) <laughs> I do that Medi-Cal game. <laughs> Medi-Cal's deep in the game. Yeah. Medi-California. I have really good insurance because of my wife, but great she, gal. She gets it for basically free, and I pay just ridiculous amounts of money for it. Jenny, we love you. But I get injured a lot, so <laughs> <laughs> you've been pretty good recently. I've been pretty good recently. I've been on a hot streak, but I know something's gonna happen. I'm gonna have to shell out like fifteen grand. Something's gonna happen. Something's gonna happen. What's there. gonna happen to me? So a, a little stipend for, for health insurance goes a long way. You know, you put a hundred bucks on someone's paycheck to help for insurance. Things could come together. It's more than nothing. It is more that. than nothing. So, I mean, that's but the dream is to provide the dream is to provide. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and we told our team up front, the idea is we would love to grow with them. They know straight up that Chris, Charles and I are three human beings who cannot do all of the things that we dream of doing. But if they trust in jumping on board with us and doing this and really working hard, and honestly, what's funny, I think a lot of people out there have this idea that maybe it's more about the coffee nerdery. Like a lot of people have been writing in to try to get jobs and they talk about how they do all this amazing latte art and things like that. And those people are maybe missing the point. Like for us, this is about an experience and connecting with people and giving amazing service and coffee's our catalyst. And I know we talked about this before, but... The people who are 
hired so far are people who are really truly like dreaming of doing something special and they're dreaming of working towards it. They're not just dreaming of like coming to a cool coffee shop. There's, there's in fact nothing in the people for the most part who work with us. And, and it's totally fine if part of it is that they want to work with Chris and Charles and I, but that was like not the only reason. Like they all have their own aspirations. They all have their own drive to like be amazing and serve people. And like it's special to them. And there's, there's really only a few people on staff who are bona fide coffee nerds straight up. And we wouldn't have hired them just for that. They wouldn't be here if they didn't have the other part of it. Yeah. We actually had a lot of people come interview and just all they want to do is nerd out about coffee. And that's like, which we like, it's fun. It's fun. It's cool, but it's not exclusively what we're looking for. It's also, yeah, it's also not anything that my mom would understand when she comes to order from us. So it's not, it's not a selling point for us. We already know the nerdy stuff that we can teach you. She's all, what's your, what's your coffee taste like? 22% every time. 1.24. Do you understand? You don't understand? I got a refractometer. (laughs) Yeah, it tastes good. And that's that's all important stuff, but it's not. It anyway, it wasn't a selling point. So we're not not trying to rag on the coffee nerds. It's just one of those things where I'm really proud of our team. They're willing to work hard for these things. And what I was getting at in that really long sidebar (laughs) is that we told them up front, "Hey, team, our vision is three coffee shops, and you know, are extending our roastery, and." After those three coffee shops, if you guys feel like you've got the drive and the skill to plant another one and we trust in you, any coffee shop beyond these three, we're going to give equity to the team. Anybody who here is here now and who stays with us for over five years is going to receive equity on any store beyond four. And we talked about that and they all understand that. And to me, that's the same thing. It's like if you stick with us, it's so worth it for us to invest in you in that way. It's just, it feels right to me. It's something that I've always wanted to do for people. Feels good. Feels yeah, good. it feels good. Feels good. So I'm just talking about it because I'm excited about it. But we also are like, we're, we're real. I'm putting it out there on the internet in the world so that we can also, you know, like we're not, we're not just saying it to them and then going home and being like, <laughs> everybody listening is our accountability buddy. Yeah. So, I mean, so now thousands and thousands of people know that this is going to happen. So if we don't do it, which we're going to, you can all tell us to go fuck off. Yeah. I mean, it's nice to talk. It's really fun to talk about it because I feel I feel I felt really good about it on Wednesday. Yeah. Talking to the staff about it because they appreciate it. And I would have appreciated if I was in the same position, too. I think it's a big deal. And it's it's. For me, it'd be less about the actual things that I got and more about, man, someone actually just took a little bit of time to think about this and just kind of show that they care. Right. And And like, that's huge. Yeah, that's that's super huge. And for people, I mean, honestly, people like me in the world, I mean, I've always or like, let me actually let me put it this way. It's like people maybe think. That it's not. We're getting so many thumbs up from outside. People are walking by and I'm getting distracted. Sorry, we're awesome. People think that this is all crazy, but let me kind of just break down this idea. My philosophy is that longevity is so much time and money saved in training and retraining people and working with your team and helping them to feel respected and helping them to feel like they have a voice and helping them to just work together with each other and ourselves to do something special and honestly sharing the load of the responsibility of the things that we want to accomplish is going to help them like truly feel like they're important 
I mean, people don't want to just come to work, never know what's going on and just have stuff happen because the owners and like these high level employees make it happen. They want to like, they want to build something special. And if we allow them to do so, and then we offer them a return on that, I mean, honestly, that's just, it's kind of like our ability to pay them for good work, right? And we can't do it all up front. So, hey, if you stick with us through then, we will be able to, to afford to give it to you on yeah. like a real level. Yeah, that era is like closing. I mean, you know how it is. It's just like you stay in a job for more than two years and you get screwed because all of a sudden everybody's making more money than you. And that's freaking lame. You know, <laughs> it's like, why, like, why not just keep up in the ante within the, I can understand where there's some times when you might need some expertise from outside in certain areas because, you know, even not, not everybody's got all the answers. So you might right. need to reach out for help, but it's just like, but we I would hate for people to leave, be like, man, I really like you guys, but like I have to quit because there's actually no opportunity for me here. Right. And I see other opportunity going to other places and I'm doing a good job and I just don't get it. Right. So that makes me feel bad. I have to go. And, and, if we lose like a high level employee like that, that's kind of a bummer right? on, on multiple accounts because then like in the, just the most pain in the ass kind of way, we've actually lost a talent. We have to replace that talent and years that takes time. <laughs> yeah. Years of talent. Well, and the other thing to me is it's like, there's still, even when we don't have all the answers, there's outside sources of training available. There's not necessarily even hiring consultants, but there's external training. You can go send your team and yourselves to, if you feel like you're missing something, there's places for you to find training in these areas to help you get through it, whether or not it's literally figuring out your problem or just like generalized, generalized um, ways to accomplish and overcome different business tactics and things and, and whatever strategies. Strategies. So, I mean, I would honestly even go there before I'd even try to hire somebody else, provided I have the time and the resources to do so. And I think we I mean, I know we'll do that, too, because. Our team is all we are. Our people are all we have. Like, we're not. Our people are all we <laughs> it's have. It's like so <laughs> real, dude. Like, you really think, do you really think that your coffee is more important than the people that you have? Or like your, any of your products are like more important than the people you serve? Maybe, maybe arguably in like a fine dining Michelin star restaurant. If you're in like a hyper niche market. Yeah, like hyper niche. But really like your brand looks good. You really think that's going to sell more than like somebody who's amazing, who actually cares and connects to your people all day? I don't personally. And I just, I never have felt that way. And so we are going to do stuff. <laughs> Which... <laughs> Great summary there. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm starting to pigeonhole here <laughs> super hard. So that was Sonos just speakers, leftover <laughs> energy from our orientation, which we spoke about a little bit. But thought it was important to share those things with you because it's things that we're proud of. We're excited about them. And just wanted you to know that that's what's going down. I just want you to know. I just want I you to know. want you to know. <laughs> I have, have yeah. e, e for you. you. Is that a Lonis Moore set? Yeah. I just want you to know. <laughs> I'm in here to remind me how I'm the best you when you went away. You ought to know. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> you guys know that love one? Alanis Morissette, dude. She's down. Should we do a couple questions? Or before yeah, we, we should do, let's do a couple more questions. Here's a quick, simple one for the people at home. We got some home baristas who wrote in to us. Something for the homies. This is actually a, a pretty good little question. A lot of people might be thinking about this one. Are you thinking about it? Our friend A.M., he's, he wrote in here, and he's he's working at a coffee shop. He's got a really good grinder and a really good espresso machine, and he's like, what should I do next to improve my game? Should I get a good tamper, a lunar scale, or something like that? Um, and that's pretty much it. Like, So far, they have upped the cleanliness and changed their water, which are both big wins. Um, but, yeah, coffee agenda is like – a bigger expense, but as far as the owner goes, they got a nice espresso machine and they got a nice grinder. So I told him on the internet already. And on the internet. I wrote him back. I wrote him back on the web. And I said, in my opinion, I'd probably just grab a scale to try to get some consistency down, right? I mean, I told yeah, him. Yeah, get a scale that does tenths of a gram. Yeah. reliable. Akaya, great scale, lunar scale. Definitely do it. I would get a scale before the tamper for sure. Yeah. And I'm like a gearhead tamper geek. But you definitely need a reliable scale before yeah. any of that. Just because, I mean, then you can get your consistency of a recipe. You can start with your, like, whatever, your 1 to 2 or your 1 to 1.75, you know, yeah, wherever you you're going to be. Yeah, you don't have a good yeah, grasp on your ins and outs, like everything else doesn't matter, right? Mm -hmm. And so you can start there, and then that will honestly, you can set kind of a, a generalized recipe and then start just adjusting your grind, and you'll have your best opportunity for best coffee. Yeah, so some more things that you can do, AM, and... Just to kind of pri Adam to prioritize them on the list, like get the scale first, get that locked in. And then honestly, I don't know what machine you're using, but before you go to the tamper, if you're not using some sort of precision basket, like a, you know, VST or what, what's the other one? I can't remember, but you know, like a La Marzocco like Strata, Strata type basket, basket yeah. get a precision basket before you go into the tamper and then go into the tamper next because that'll help even out your extractions and take out any any discrepancies so yeah just maybe maybe think about that oh yeah tamper is like the last thing and it's the most kind of like personal thing i think to me right it's just like you've gone through all the levels and now you're ready you got your own little tool so. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah okay so i have a really good one hold on here it comes um boom right here i love this one i believe i've Gotten hooked on your podcast. You do an amazing, amazing job. I'm guessing a large percentage of your listeners are already in the coffee industry, but there may be a lot of others like myself who benefit greatly from your knowledge. I'm learning a ton about industry terms, roasting and brewing methodology, and now have a big list of cafes to try when I travel, which is great. My two questions come from a retail customer's perspective, and I'd be grateful if you could spend a minute or two to help me, possibly other listeners, understand a couple of things. Number one, let's tackle this one first, then I'll read number two. Cool. I live in Orange County, and a new cafe opened a few months ago near where I live. Great branding, service, great coffee experience. However, on my first visit, when I asked for a pour-over, they informed me they, quote-unquote, dial in their drip coffee to the point where it tastes better than a pour-over, unquote. And they charge $3.50 for a 12-ounce drip coffee. Granted, the coffee tastes really good, but do I have the right to call bull boop, on the explanation? It made me think they just don't want to spend the labor on making a pour over, but want to give credit or but want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I don't know what quote unquote dialing in brewed coffee even means. 
And since <laughs> it's coming out of an urn, I feel like I might be taken for a ride and charged extra for it. Is quote unquote dialing in brewed coffee actually a thing? And if so, what does it mean? I think that's this a is a great, great question. ass question. Yeah, yeah, this is an awesome question. Yeah, it absolutely is a thing. So even though you see the coffee just come out of an air pot or an urn, most new brewers and not even that they don't even have to be that brand new brewers are programmable. So the things that you can program in the brewer are, you know, your pre-infusion, how long your pre-infusion cycle is, how much water your pre-infusion cycle gets. And then you can dial in the brew over time. So you have different pulses during your brew. It's not like a coffee machine at home where you turn it on and you just get consistent water falling out. A lot of them pulse brew and they'll brew at pulse brew at different rates with different amounts of water. And you absolutely, and in most cases, will get your batch brewer making much better coffee than your pour over. Oh, for sure on the batch brewer. And also, just so you know, things like pre-infusion means there's like a small amount of water that wets the grounds. Think of it as like... Like the bloom cycle in a pour over? Yeah, or? exactly. Like a bloom cycle in a pour over where it opens up the, you know, the pores of the coffee and prepares it for for a, a, a even extraction. Um, but yeah, these machines are meant to make coffee extremely consistently with extremely consistent temperature so on and so forth so i mean the reality is yes they're not spending the labor on making a pour over but they're also not wasting your time and maybe your guests who are waiting's time in having to prepare that and they're also for sure going to be more consistent using a machine than they are doing it by hand the more and more honestly i watch people do pour overs including myself the less and less I feel like they have an appropriate place in a high volume coffee shop. And that's my personal opinion, not necessarily Chris or Charles's. I agree with you, dude. Okay. 100%. So it's also Chris's. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I've talked Pour about that. Home, dude. I, I feel like we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, maybe in roundabout it. ways or something like that. Yeah, but I just like, claimed it. Yeah. And I'm, that's a good point you made. Pour overs are for home. Cause I'm not really trying to hate. I have fun making them. I Me think too. one of the coolest things about making coffee at home is just the enjoyment process of making coffee coffee right and i think that's one of the reasons i really like james freeman right who owns blue bottle is he like always talks about that process total sidebar for him at home and i re- I, re- I resonate with that for sure for sure so it's like you know you have pour overs don't throw them out or anything but I, yeah not for the cafe dude for me. for me i honestly feel like it's a selfish thing like it's almost like forcing everybody to watch something that they don't necessarily want it's weird it's like and it's not even meant this way. Nobody means to do this. But if for some reason your service experience slows down because you're giving somebody a pour over coffee, it feels, it just feels inadvertently selfish. It's like everybody watch somebody get that one person who ordered the pour over. We're all waiting for that one person to get served so that we can get served. And there's ways around this. Don't get me wrong. But it, unless you plan for it, you're like out three to five minutes of service. Right. On a human being. But I think businesses see it as a value proposition because you're like, okay, I want to charge three or four bucks for a coffee and have someone understand it. Like this person doesn't understand it. I mean, we're talking about it right now. They're yeah. like, why am I paying three fifty for a batch brewed coffee? So even though it takes longer right. and is maybe more annoying, maybe the business owner is just like, you know what? We're going to put it. on a little bit of a show right. and maybe it's a pain in the ass, but they, the customer feels like they've been taken care of. Right. Right. They're like, this person made this just for me. That's right. amazing. So and that I, is cool. Which I get it, but I agree with you. I think it's annoying. Yeah. And it, I'm not saying like this person doesn't understand it. Like he doesn't know what's going on, but it's, he I, wrote it. I think qu- they understand. He wrote it in the question. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I think they understand the idea of the pour over, but they might've also been sold that it's higher in quality. And I would actually argue that your quality is probably lesser in a pour over. For with, sure. Lower. With the exception of the coffee 
like the actual roasted coffee, you might be getting a more expensive coffee in your pour over. Right. But as far as brewing is concerned, you will be able to brew better coffee out of a brewer than you will by hand in a pour over. And that's also not to say that doing a really amazing pour over is not an art in and of itself. It's really hard to do in a way. You have to actually, it's not really hard. It just takes practice. It's harder to execute over and over and over again. It's like way less consistent. Yeah. Just because there's all this human error. I mean, think if your espresso machine worked like that and you had to like pump this thing up to nine bars and you're like pumping this thing every shot. And you're like, oh, I got it pumped and I'm like pouring the water on at the right speed. Right. It's like, what the heck, dude? Yeah. So it's not BS. No chance. It's not BS at all that they're saying that. Um, but it is a little bit, you know, using the terms dial in, maybe it's, it's worth it for all of us to step back and think like maybe people don't know what you're saying when you say we dial it in, you know, maybe just say we we program this thing to be really consistent and talk just a hair more as a service opportunity there. And don't just be like, yeah, we dial it in. It's better. Right. Maybe just say, you know, we program this to make coffee. That's even better than you would get on a pour. Right. Over. Cause it's more consistent than me or you. Right. Cause they told you something that you didn't get and that's not your fault. No, it's not your fault at all. <laughs> it's not your fault at all. So also anyways. it would be nice to have a cheaper option. It would be really nice to have a cheaper option. I'm just saying, you know, not yeah. that they're wrong. Everybody does a different thing and there's, you know, business different strokes business. work for different yeah. you know, people. Whatever. Yeah. This is our personal beliefs. This is my, yeah. You will not all agree with Always us. Always encourage you to explore the world and do whatever works Always for you. Always encourage a, you to. There's a kid. Hey. Right in front of the store. He's got a U.S. Open shirt on. Two he's kids. Like, oh, there's What's two. Up, there's three. No, there's three of them. Oh, man. It's a whole group of yeah, hoodlums. It's a whole squad. Yeah. Youths. <laughs> <laughs> the misled youth is out. The youths are out past dark. All right. Second question, man. That was a great question, by the way. I hope we didn't yeah, that make was an feel awesome weird. That was, Thank you for writing in that question. Yeah. That, was, that was brilliant. So this one's related to pricing. Oh, nice. Yeah. I recently saw one of the pioneers of the specialty coffee industry release a 12-ounce roasted bag of geisha coffee for $75. The adver advertisement included lots of language around rarity and scarcity of beans. I'm assuming they feel confident there's a market for a bag of roasted coffee at this price point, but I'm definitely not the one to get into that market. Again, being a novice coffee enthusiast and not knowing the ins and outs of the industry, cost structures, supply chain models, et cetera, could you explain how a company might arrive at such a price point? Obviously, I'd be asking you to make a bunch of assumptions about this particular situation, <laughs> but a general explanation would be awesome. Thanks for your generosity of coffee lovers like myself. Wishing you the best in your venture. And that's another great question. I mean, most likely they, they paid a lot, honestly, for this green coffee because Geisha is usually not cheap. Yeah, it's probably a rarity thing. So the geisha that I used in 2012, the Los Lajones from Graciano Cruz, natural geisha. So from Graciano, who is the person who grew this coffee, the farmer, he was going to sell that coffee for 100 bucks a pound. Green. green. Yeah. So if a roaster is buying coffee for 100 bucks a pound green, it's going to be at least 150 bucks a pound roasted 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 so then you have to figure out how to sell it so there he's talking what was it 75 bucks a 12 ounce yeah i mean that kind of makes sense i know that for a lot of roasters even though they're selling coffees at that high of price point they're really not making any money off of those coffees no they're doing it just to have that experience on the menu yeah. and they're trying at least the people i've talked to are trying to price it appropriately so that they can just break even and offer that coffee to their customers. Right. I'm a fan of figuring out a way to do these coffees by the cup somehow. Right. That way you can do like a ten or twelve dollar cup of coffee, you know, which isn't really any different than buying a glass of wine. 
Right. Which is something we talked about a lot before, which is like coffee's the best deal in the world. You can get some of the best coffee in the world for ten to fifteen bucks a cup. Yeah. Can't get the best wine for fifteen bucks a glass. Whiskey. Can't get the best whiskey for fifteen bucks a glass. You can't get a really good cigar for fifteen bucks. I right. mean maybe really good, but not the best. Right. So Yeah, if these you are the best coffees in the world according to competition so far according to right yeah i'm not saying yeah i get what you're saying but I, no, no, no. they're I mean, on that level yeah right? i mean that's it's legit at this point you know like or at least some of the rarest or the rarest whatever you yeah. want to call well, it unqu- it's one of those two things as long as it's not like the watered down geisha i mean geisha is just obviously varietal it's got a taste and, and there's a certain taste associated with it and there's bad examples of it floating around for sure which i feel like some people do try to play off as like <sighs> it's geisha you're like yeah well it doesn't taste bad (laughs) uh it's but it's a slippery slope the geisha so i'd say just depending on how much they paid for that green coffee that might not be too far off yeah i mean the thing with geishas is this it's a niche it's a niche it's a niche it's a niche there is only geisha i mean there's people who are willing to try it who are you know adventurous and have the money to do so uh, I personally, unless I was getting it somehow through my shop or I had the ability to taste it in that way, I would never buy a bag of geisha personally. And that's not because I don't like it. It's it's because for me, no matter what, I just can't afford and justify paying that much money for something. Um, for I just can't justify it. Like I don't. I also don't buy the best whiskeys in the world. I also don't buy the best wines in the world. I just can't justify paying that much money for it for my personal self. But you know what? There's a lot of people who are well off and more well off than I am or maybe ever will be that'll do it. So Yeah, I mean, we had customers who'd come in and easily drop that much when uh-huh. the limited releases would come out, and that was cool. Right. I could never buy them. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the straight-up honest truth from two dudes who love coffee, and I've had some geishas that blew my mind. Blew my mind. But And I think with that, I still like just – I just want to have the experience. I still just want to have that one cup. If I could buy 20 that's grams, the thing. Yeah. that'd be tight. If I could buy a cup of coffee, like buy a cup of coffee or buy 20 grams in a little mini pack that you could brew at home yourself Gosh. and just have like your own amazing geisha experience. You should tell them to do that. I don't know who you're talking about. He didn't say because yeah. he's being nice. That's good. That's fair. I like that. I don't do Who's this person that wrote in? They're cool. Oh, gosh. I love their questions. You have too. good questions, whoever you are. I, I actually somehow I thought I saved the name, but that's where it ended. So mm. I love you <laughs> <laughs> just the way you are. <laughs> Just the way. That's what Daniel Tiger says, you guys. My daughters love Daniel Tiger. Uh, You know, what are we at right here? We're at 34 on this end. Oh, no, we're good. We got like 15 on the other end, maybe. So, you know what? That's our big questions for the day. And I just want to thank everybody again for for listening to the podcast, for writing in, for having grace on us and our craziness. To, man, those people who are going to come to the shop, Lord willing, we're open about a week from today, which is Friday. And. This podcast is going up on a Friday. On a Friday. Going up, going up. On a Friday. Subscription yeah. people, thank you. Thank oh, you for yeah. buying our subscription. Shout out to our subscription customers. You guys are awesome. Hopefully you love that carotina that just came out to you, because I do. It's tasting real nice to me. Oh, it's so good. It's a Kenya. <laughs> <laughs> my dad calls him i love the kenya double yeah i want that kenya uh shout out to nick varius shout out to if you give a girl a saw shout out to <laughs> hey it's mikey <laughs> mikey galman mikey galman and uh shout out to lamar zoko for hitting us with the awesomeness matt farley's squad dude everybody whole squad it's all coming together we got a lot right of now. help and it's amazing yep and i feel like there's probably more people to thank but at this point 
Nico C and Cerullo, you're the last one. Our contractor has been just taking it and taking it. <laughs> <laughs> He's been rolling with the punches so hard. Poor guy. Well, hey, well, how about we flip everything up on you and you just do this? And he's like, whatever, dude, you can't get me, bro. Yeah. You know what else I just noticed? Our LED lights are on outside, so we should take a look at our building and see what it looks like at the night. It's glowing. All right, we're going to go look at our building. This has been the Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast. This is Chris and Jared, and we love you. Damon. Oh. 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 Oh.